is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. All right. All right. It's Nerd DC. We're doing it again. No, no we're not. Got to check the microphone. Check one, two. Uh, check one, two, three. Stop it. Stop checking that Check microphone. one, two, three, four. Stop! Have you ever heard this song before? I don't... The whole thing? I hate you. I hate you. Records smashed at mania. They filled Cowboy Stadium. They should love everything I adore. But the crowd still boo my champ, making my palms very damp. Exhausted, can't quite do anymore. Nobody's heard this song before. What is I'm this song? I'm never gonna get it. He has got the perfect look. I make all of the rules. I've got the book. Got the book. You're looking at the chairman. You should do just what I say. I've got the book here. A literal book. This is Vince McMahon. I need something explained. Because all of you fans won't just love my Roman Reigns. Why don't you like his vest? Why don't you like his pants? Please give him a chance. Give Roman a chance. Give Roman a chance. It helps if you heard the song before. Samoan drop Superman punch. I, I don't, How I aren't no you eating that for lunch? Won't you please embrace my dear Romy? Oh. But you boo each chance you get. His walk, really his stare, his hair is wet. I tell you, I think this is baloney. I can only do what they give me for the themes, all right? I'm never gonna get it. He's the cousin of The Rock. You're doing this on purpose. Puppycock, puppycock. You just, just don't want him pushed. You'd rather it be someone else. I say it again, fans. Puppycock. This is Vince McMahon. I'm going to complain because all of you fans won't just love my Roman Reigns. His face isn't even painted. No silly tribal dance. Give Roman a chance. Give Roman a chance. Give Roman a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you do this in one take? Because this is terrible. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I feel like you tried Never last make time. you happy, oh, this now I do suspect. You want Cesaro pushed? No chance in heck, chances heck. Your boy Damien Sandow will never be seen again. I make the rules, kids. No chance in heck. This is Vince McMahon, and now I'll be the pain. Until you all embrace my champion, Roman Reigns. No bullet club for you now. We'll give Ryback a glance. Give Roman a chance. Give Roman a chance. Give Roman a chance. Eva Marie is champion. I'm warning you in advance. Give Roman a chance. Bring on out the big show. Big show. Big show. Give Roman a chance. Roman. Empire. Roman. Empire. Roman. Empire. Roman. Empire. Alright, I'll be the first one to admit... When when you get a song like that, that you know, what is the name of this song? The, the The artist's name is Andy Black, and the song is "We Don't Have to Dance," which is a catchy little tune. 
since I listened to it about 25 times to try to get the words right while up in the great north woods of Maine last week. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you you really should listen to that song first. It's too late now. <laughs> But <laughs> go listen to that on YouTube, and then go listen to the intro again. You do, you do know that every podcast is someone's first podcast, right? And and that was someone's last podcast. That's is what that I'm what saying. You're saying. That is exactly what I am saying. They're not going to make it to this point to learn that they are listening to DDT Wrestling, and that I am their host, Doc Manson at Doc Manson on Twitter, and you. Our war criminal, <laughs> DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I will be taking a trip to the Hague when this is over. Indeed, uh, yeah. I, I see. The problem is you have the WrestleMania song, which is so you know it's it's everywhere. It's part of pop culture, and then you get this, which is uh, again a catchy tune, but not not the same kind of thing. So you know, yeah. But I, I still think it's pretty good. I stand behind it, if only because I called Roman Reigns Romy and then rhymed you with baloney. So. I like the part where my boy Ryback got a call out. Well, see, there you go. All right there, fans. Welcome to DDT Wrestling. Yes, this is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. So, Doc, I need to ask you, how are you doing uh, up until about six minutes ago? When this podcast started, how's your week been? How you feeling? It was fine. Now it's a lot worse. Okay. Well, it's going to get a lot better in about seventy-two hours because I'm not so sure about that. We've got a pay-per-view coming up, or a WWE Network special event, whatever they're calling them these days. Payback is there, and what's interesting? Just looking here. There's only one rematch in this. You know, you, you, you have a, a card called Payback. You would assume there would be some sort of carryover from WrestleMania. No, huh? The only rematch is the match from the pre-show. Now, oh. I suppose maybe that's a Shane, Shane McMahon thing, I've, but... Wait, so Kalisto versus Ryback is... It was from it the, pre-show, the pre-show, and it is the pre-show And it's again. going to be on the pre-show again. So I'm not sure that even counts, because it was on neither of those shows, technically. No, but that is the only rematch. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven original matches. So I don't know why we're calling it Payback. Let's just call it Shane McMahon's Happy Time. So I don't think I could possibly even tell you what is... Well, okay... Well, this is our favorite game. This is, is what we do all the time. And I've been disconnected, too, so I was going to see if we could figure it out together, but then I figured somebody has to kind of continue to steer the ship. So I've got them written down here. If you'd like to, to take a guess as to what the seven matches will be, um, um, go for it. Charlotte versus Natalia. There's one. Well, you already said Kalisto Ryback, so is that... Yep. Okay. Um, There's still six more. Six more. Um, Styles versus Reigns. There's two. Um, Enzo and Cass versus the VOD Villains. Three. Are you counting the fourth match as the rumored finals match of that tag tournament? No. Okay. I have not seen anything to confirm that that is happening. 
Okay. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and assume that'll be at Extreme Rules, which is three weeks after Payback. Dean Ambrose versus Jericho? There's only one more title match. There's only... What was more, that? What's the other... What's the other title? Uh, Intercontinental. Who is the Intercontinental Champion? That would be The Miz. And he must be facing Cesaro. There's four. You got three more. Um, some of which... Some of which involving your favorite people. Do you think about some of your favorite WWE talents? So you're saying the Usos are doing something? That's a lie, sir. <laughs> um, some Wait, when you say favorite WWE talents, are you being facetious? No, I'm being serious. Like two of the people I think you enjoy more than most of the other people. Okay. Uh Um This is great radio. Sami Zayn versus and Kevin Owens? There you go. Are they There's facing five. each other? They are. Oh, that was a that was a guess because I know obviously they've been building towards that in the main roster for some time. They are, they are their first WWE singles match. Certainly not going to be their last, I would assume. And how many more matches are there? Two. Um, one in one involving another one of your favorites, and then one involving um, the crease. Baron Corbin's doing something. I have no idea what Baron Corbin is doing. He is taking on. The man we were talking about before the show, because his brother's wanted for murder. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. That leaves us with one more match, and I. You're telling me this is one of my favorite people. This is this is the only gimmick match. It is the potted plant on a pole match. No, it's not. Is it really? No, but what? that's a hint as to who's in it. A potted plant. Yes. How is that? Over the last few. Over the last few weeks. Two wrestlers have gotten into a feud that may or may not have involved a potted plant. If you're talking about Dean Ambrose, yes, I already said he was facing Chris Jericho. Oh, did you? I did. Your your audio cut out there for a minute. Oh, My apologies. Sorry. My apologies. Then you got them all. Oh. Um, the on, the only thing you have missed is Vince McMahon is going to make some sort of decision as to whom will control Raw, but that doesn't isn't a match, so that wouldn't count. You got it. You 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 always come through. You always come through. Sort of. You say you don't know. I didn't but, know the crease. And really, yeah, does it matter? Nah, I don't think so. I'm assuming that uh, Becky Lynch versus Emma will also be added to the pre-show. What's Sasha Banks doing? Nothing. Makes sense. That makes good sense. So. Yes, so. We said last week that it had felt like it had been a while since we had had a pay-per-view. So I ask you, sir, do you feel like this show has a, a good build? Do you feel like this show, you know, they've had some time to tell some stories? Are you excited for payback? I mean, sort of. Like... We had three weeks of really good Raw. Yes. This last week was less good. But it was still okay. It was better than average, but it failed to meet the expectations I think of the that's, past three weeks. I actually think that's my problem going into Payback, is that was the go-home show, and yeah. it didn't really do much for me, especially in light of what came those previous weeks. Well, that's what happens when you do a show in Hartford... That's what happens Man. when you do a show built around the members of the League of Nations. 
That's true. Which I I will point out, not none of them are on this show. Yeah. Huh. Like you do not see Sheamus, you do not see Rusev, you do not see Alberto Del Rio on this card. The New Day also not on this card. This will be the second pay per view in a row, and I would have to go back and look at what the Fastlane card was uh, that they have not defended the tag team titles on pay per view. They yeah. didn't defend them at WrestleMania. They didn't defend them. They're not defending them this Sunday. I'm quickly looking. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. did not defend them at um, Fastlane. I think it's funny that everybody likes to talk about how Kalisto has devalued the United States Championship. But what about New Day and these tag team titles? New Day, don't get me wrong, they're hot, they're entertaining, they're on television all the time, but you want to start complaining about people not defending their titles as being a problem. Like, Mm -hmm. the tag division is hot right now. I mean, maybe that's why they're having a tournament and all that, but what's going on? Why is New Day not involved in these matchups? It seems like a wasted opportunity. They're very talented performers, and there's enough hotness going on in the tag team division that you could have two tag matches. One for the title, one furthering a storyline. I assume it's because they have really defeated everyone in, you know, they they won significantly. The last time they defended it was Roadblock, which was in between, and that's not, I'm sure they've defended it on Raw or something, but the last time they defended it on the network was at Roadblock. They would need to have um, a heel tag team to defend against. What heel tag teams are there besides the Dudleys? Are there any? The League of Na- There's the League of Nations. There's yeah. the Dudleys. The Vaudevillains are already in the tournament. But they're not really you, heels. You could. You could. I could see them trying to throw some sort of last minute New Day versus Gallows and Anderson. But Gallows and Anderson have had one match. I was on thinking we were going to see Gallows Anderson versus the Usos again if we saw anything from them. I that could also be the case, you know. But I I think it's going to be the Vaudevillains versus Enzo and Cass, and New Day will come out and do commentary. Yeah, you know, and I maybe some one of them or more than one is dealing with some lingering injuries, and we're just kind of waiting for them to be healthy. Um, or maybe they figure. They don't have any viable challengers, so they're going to focus on this tournament. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the Villains versus Enzo and Cass. Yeah, should be good. Uh, you know, this should be their both... Yeah. I suppose they Enzo and Cass was, were on Roadblock, but this is their first official WWE pay-per-view event, so that's always a good thing. Um, so let's start there, I suppose. This is the prediction and production show. Who do you have becoming the new number one contenders for the tag team titles? You know, every part of me wants to say Enzo and Cass. Yep. And the Vi Villains don't really make any sense to me as really being tag champions. But I don't know, man. I'm not sure that Enzo and Cass are going to get this. I think maybe the Vi Villains. I will agree. If only because they're heels. And Enzo Ish. and Cass are, you know, the Vaudevillains are more heels than any of the teams in this. Enzo and Cass aren't heels. The well, New Day's not a heel. Enzo and Cass, you know, are well-liked. But, I mean, all they do is go out there and talk trash. So they're kind of heels in that sense? Like the New Day used to be? 
Perhaps, but there, you know, the, somebody had twe- uh, tweeted something out about how, you know, the Enzo and Cass pop was bigger than the, even the New Day pop, or they rivaled yeah. each other. Not as big as the Damian Sando pop, apparently, but. I had, you know, I was watching Tuesday morning. I had to, like, because I was kind of, like, skipping through some of the commercials or something. I had to literally go back and find him. It looked like he was on television for, like, what, six seconds, seven about seconds? That. It wasn't about him. <sighs> Apparently, he's going to be on SmackDown, though. Oh, good. Maybe I can Rest- catch that. Wrestling Baron Corbin. Oh, so. good. That's going to be a fun 30-second squash. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think it is. I think it's the villains. You know, you could see. I'm super- I would be shocked if Enzo and Cass and the Dudleys is over yet. Me too. I'm imag- That's where I I'm think- going with that as well. Yes. I think the Dudleys come out to cost Enzo and Cass the titles, and there, right there, you've got two matches booked for Extreme Rules. Enzo and Cass versus the Dudleys in a tables match, and the Vaudevillains versus New Day for the tag team titles. Yeah, I'd be alright with that. That seems to be the, the, the logical the logical idea. Um, you mentioned the US title and it being devalued. I haven't seen it talked about. I don't remember seeing Ryback any time recently. Uh, has there been any storyline development between these two since WrestleMania? Not that I can remember. So I'm not even sure what really is going on. I think Ryback did cut some sort of promo, possibly on a SmackDown, which means I didn't see it. I remember somebody p- tweeting something about how that was a strong promo from him. So, I mean, I guess that's just you know sort of continuing the trend. Ryback has been rather strong uh, mm-hmm. on the mic most recently, for him anyways, um, doing some of his best work. So, I, I don't know, man. I guess maybe they're finally giving up on Mr. Ryback, maybe from well, his public comments. Yeah, well, and that was it. You know, his comments publicly made it sound like he was almost kind of asking to be let go. Yep. Um, so I could see this very easily being a, you know, another, I think I... I referred it to the Rey Mysterio JBL match which was like 19 seconds long and JBL retired pretty much right after that Um, I think it was like Wrestlemania 22-23 so I have Kalisto retaining Uh, would you agree would you disagree you're going to go for Ryback you are the prognosticator you're the one who tends to get these predictions right so I'm not really feeling most of these matches I'm not having strong vibes on any of them Um, I'm Mm going to go with Kalisto as well, just because I feel like he's the safer choice uh, Mm -hmm. at this stage within the company. But I really don't... There's been zero movement on either of them. How am I supposed to suss anything else? I think these matches will be entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. I'm certainly looking forward to them. I think, you know, we'll talk about this at the end, but I think one of them is obviously going to steal the show because it's, you know, whatever many years in the making for them to actually wrestle each other in WWE. But, um... But again, I'm not, you know, the the Baron Corbin Dolph Ziggler build it doesn't seem to be huge. They just seem to keep attacking each other. I don't know why. I but couldn't they are. I couldn't even remember that Baron Corbin was on the main roster. This is a very interesting initial feud for him. You know, I could I I don't know why he's not wrestling Kalisto. And that would be kind of fast tracking him, but still. If you switched those guys, if Baron Corbin was facing Kalisto, that would be 
have some more into it, you know. It would. The Andre the Giant, the Andre the Giant, excuse me, Battle Royal winner going in and actually doing something seems to make sense, but whatever. Um I I can't see Baron Corbin not winning. So I'm going to keep talking for a bit. Um Doc Manson is playing a single parent this week, or at least tonight, for Oscar Yes. So, uh, I I wanted to ask you, getting off topic, we'll come back to Corbin. Um, How Mrs. Manson is on Twitter, at Mrs. Manson DDT. Uh, She's been interacting uh, throughout the week. How does she find being a, you know, G-level internet celebrity? Um, You know, I think she's very quickly going to become more popular than me. Um, because she actually tweets, and you know, I think I support that. Not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think she's uh, enjoying it. I think she finds it pretty humorous. It used to be back in the day she would catch me like on my phone, like you know what, right after dinner, she'd see me just stupidly smiling and you know plucking away at the little virtual keyboard on my phone, and she'd say, "What are you doing?" And I'd be like, "Tweeting." She's like, "Of course you are. You got that stupid smile on your face." And now. I catch her doing the exact same thing. I'll see her on the sofa, just over there looking at her phone, this goofy little grin on her face, and I know that she's interacting mm-hmm. with someone in the neighborhood. Good times all it, around. Does she want to do another Manson Family podcast? You know, this can be a regular thing. I mean, I don't know that happen. she wanted to do the first one uh, <laughs> necessarily, but um, I think she enjoyed it. I think she was very flattered with a lot of the kind comments that the neighborhood um you know, directed towards her after that podcast. And I do think she'd be interested in doing additional ones, maybe not on a regular basis, but I do think that she... Every now and then. Absolutely, as things come up. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear it, because it was, I said it before and I'll say it again, it was an excellent show. You know, if that was someone's first foray into the DDT wrestling uh, empire, then I think that was a good one. Um, you know, if you want me to write a theme song for you, you know, just give me a song you'd like me to parody. Uh, the more esoteric, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I will look into it, sir. Somebody, somebody did send me uh, like a DM on Twitter, and they were like, "Are you going to start taking requests and like doing parodies of old wrestlers' theme songs?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> you totally should. I, I I would if I had the time, but can you know, we pull these despite- parodies out of the pods and maybe start a DDT wrestling YouTube channel? Oh, absolutely! I have them on MP3. So I think we so, should we should look into okay. a DDT wrestling YouTube channel. Just make sure I know the microphone is on because then I won't record twenty hours of me playing a video game <laughs> with no sound and hate everyone in the world. <laughs> for a very long time and have not played WWE 2K16 <laughs> since that day. I have not played it since that day. <clears throat> you take such pleasure in my pain. Would you... Uh, is it Corbin or Ziggler? Corbin? Who wins? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, that's probably going to be a lot of people's bathroom break because there's, you know... There's not a lot of fluff on this card, which Except I appreciate. For all of it, 
But the matches are going to be good. That's my point. Oh, yeah. But it's a lot of fluff, I think, storyline-wise. Yes, yes. But you're going to watch Ambrose versus Jericho because it's going to be good. You're going to watch Zayn versus Owens because it's going to be good. Even The Miz versus Cesaro is probably going to be pretty good. So let's move there. Um, You know, the Intercontinental Champion is Miz. He's got Maurice. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You're one of the latter. Hate it. She's... She is truly unwatchable. Not in a way that The Miz is. At least not... To, I mm-hmm. think The Miz is an effective heel. She yeah. is unwatchable. In the my Eminem opinion. thing they did a couple weeks ago was hilarious. This week, I wasn't a big of a fan. Yeah. You know, when she's in the ring cutting a promo, I'm, you know, I think I like the backstage stuff more, and maybe it's because they can edit it and, you know, do multiple takes. Maybe. Her with a live microphone doesn't do a whole lot for me. No. But then again, Stephanie McMahon with a live microphone doesn't no. do a whole lot for me either. I almost, like... I, you said that. You, you tweeted that, that you were tempted to just turn it off when Stephanie came out. I, she is like kryptonite to me. I cannot listen to that woman. I just cannot. Did you enjoy her speech before the Reigns Triple H match where she was standing on the bridge no. in her weird like Queen nope. Sindel look? I mean, I don't know for sure. I'd have to go back and watch it again. I think I was probably way too I think at that point I was probably too distracted by the spectacle of Triple H's entrance and mm-hmm. their costuming and all that for me to really have been paying attention to anything she was saying. Um, so it's it's a hard one for me to answer. That's difficult. Uh, yeah, I you know I thought she has a presence. She has a way of speaking. You know, she gets into a rhythm. But just what she was saying at WrestleMania was so demeaning. And I'm like, part of you believes this. That's what scares me. Yeah, is that there's always a grain of truth in there. Part of you believes this that we really should bow down to you, and that doesn't work for me. My big problem with the WWE is that there is only one true superstar, and that is the company itself. Everything that happens is in service of getting the company over uh, more than anything else. And the McMahons, being owners of that company, I think, feed into that more directly, um, and it just makes it that much more unpalatable. I guess because of the ownership connection when they are speaking as you know live talents mm-hmm. it's it's difficult for me to parse I guess what do you think that do you think that the problems with Monday's raw how much of it had to do with the fact that the promo at the beginning of the show felt very much like same old stuff kind of promo. Yes, the League of Nations was peppered throughout, but I don't know. If Shane had come out and it had been exciting like it had been for the last few weeks, I don't know if it would have been that big of a deal. I think it set the tempo for the rest of the show almost immediately, Mm -hmm. and that was one strike against it. You followed it up with a match against Sheamus. Yeah. Like, you just... You pep... I'm sorry, but as you just said, the League of Nations appears nowhere on this card. They're not actually involved in any Mm storylines. They're just present for the sake of being present, and you're spinning your wheels. But like you said, they're some of the only heels you have. I don't know why. They're some of the only pure heels you have. Even the Dudleys, some people are going to cheer them. Gallows and Anderson, people are going to cheer them. Even Jericho, people are going to cheer them. 
You my know. problem is nothing to do with those performers. I think they're actually all rather talented. My problem is that I have no reason when you put the th- one of them on television, all three of them, or you you trot them out, you know, one at a time, and all three of them make their appearances on the show. I have no reason to care. Like they're not involved in anything. Mm-hmm. It's there's no there's nothing dynamic about them. They just show up because. They had a 15-minute block of time that Creative had to fill, and they said, I don't know, I guess we'll throw Seamus out there. Like, that's not that's not what I'm looking for. All these past few weeks, we've been seeing new matchups and things like that, and that was exciting, but it wasn't just about the new matchups. It was about the fact that they were starting to tell new stories with these different people. And then this week, suddenly, all the stories just ground to a halt while you watch three matches with the League of Nations who aren't involved in any of these storylines? That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, it ruined the tempo of the show. Now I will say I enjoyed Zayn versus Rusev a whole lot. Go is a good match. Styles versus Sheamus was a good match. Mm-hmm. It, but it's telling that. But I'm, I need more than a good match. It's telling though that up until the point you said that, my memory thought it was Ambrose versus Sheamus. It wasn't go. until you said Styles that I was like, oh yeah, it was Styles. And I'll be freely, I'll freely admit, I didn't watch Reigns versus Del Rio. Me neither. Wasn't anything in there for me. Me neither. But Lana came out with Rusev. That was exciting. Sort uh, of. She threw a shoe. I, it she wasn't was a wearing fish. vinyl. It wasn't a fish. I was sad about that. But um, I'd rather she just go back to trying to wrestle. I'd rather try to see that for a little while. I don't while know. Longer. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Is it weird to you? And and we we will come back to the Intercontinental Title. Is it weird to you though that there's only one major female storyline going on right now in WWE? Yes. Don't you Do they think, have an incredible number of performers now? Couldn't they have skipped some of these matches? And you know, couldn't they have skipped the whole even the Corbin Sandow thing and, you know, couldn't Sasha Banks have something to do for this pay-per-view? Couldn't Becky Lynch and Emma not just be on the WWE's YouTube channel? I would think so. I I don't really get it. I, Sasha Banks should be on every single one of your live events. Yeah. You could have Sasha, you know, you could continue to end the Team Bad storyline, and you have Sasha Banks versus Naomi or Tamina or both. And, and don't so- get me wrong, I understand that there's a limited amount of time on these shows, but to your credit, there's other things that don't need to be there. You know, But you give them this new title, you give them this big you know, there's this huge you know, WrestleMania is this this seemingly pivotal moment in the future of women's wrestling and while I'm excited for Natalia versus Charlotte this is an exact copy of an NXT match. We have seen this before with Flair and Bret Hart in the corners. Yes. Why are we rehashing history? You you have so many more stories to tell. Why are you rehashing history? I don't, I don't know. get it. And speaking of Charlotte and Mr. Flair, there was some news regarding um, the Rickster, now, old Space Mountain himself. Now, besides the fact that he told Natalia to kill herself on live TV, well, not even live TV, on SmackDown. It, well, it's getting edited out, so I mean... Yes. He, he but, said it in front of a live audience, yes. yes. What What do you know about what happened at this Boston airport? Because I've only heard bits and pieces. I can look up more details I now, heard but. that people said he was drunk and making a scene, but then I also heard that security made a statement saying, no, he just had a cut hand, he was not intoxicated, we treated his bleeding injury, and then he boarded his plane, and that was it. But... That, but what? How did he bleed? 
Well, that's a good question. Maybe he cut himself at the bar. I mean, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But all I know was he was not detained. He was not arrested. He had an injury, which they helped treat, and they sent him on his way. So Yeah. TMZ reports Ric Flair treated for a cut on hand in Boston, but witnesses reported very bizarre behavior, acting loud and obnoxious like a drunk person, shambling about and having a... T- you know. And the well, here's prob- the thing, though. They say witnesses... But they don't indicate whether or not those witnesses are wrestling fans or not. Because if you're a wrestling fan, that description... Read that description again. Of, what was it? Uh, let's see. Bizarre behavior. Yes. Loud, obnoxious, like a drunk person, shambling about, and having a tough time. Now, doesn't that just sound like Ric Flair on any day of the week, though? Yes, which is probably scarier, I suppose. That that's right. Just, that's so just if it was a, a witness day. who just said, this is an old guy with some white hair, I don't know who this is, you could see, if you saw a person acting like Ric Flair in public and you did not know that that was Ric Flair, yes, there could be some confusion, right? I suppose, but again, I still want to know what happened to the hand. Your hand does not, you know, if, if you have a cut it so does spontaneously bad, bleed? If you have a cut so bad you need medical attention, something happened... You know, even if it's I tripped on the moving, you know, the the walkway, the moving walkway and, you know, cut my hand on some, you know, the metal edge or something like that. You know, you don't just start spontaneously bleeding, or at least not if you're going to be allowed to walk around. You know, <laughs> on the plane. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I and you know people. I heard people still... on Twitter saying, "Oh, well, this means Charlotte's going to drop the title now because Flair's no. in trouble." No, yeah. who are we kidding? No, the Charlotte drops the title to Sasha Banks. I think they're just waiting. You know, that's yeah. why Sasha Banks isn't doing anything right now because you can put that she... down. By the way, Charlotte retains. Yeah, for I, both of us. This I think this is going to be one of those where we're probably not going to disagree on much. Yeah. With this, because this is a pay-per-view, this is a placeholder pay-per-view, kind of like Fastlane was, where, you know, not a lot's going to change. They're just going to continue, they're continuing to head on into, you know, the the summer. Um, the, the Intercontinental title, maybe will differ here. What do you think? I would love to be able to say that Cesaro is going to win. I would love to be able to say that too, but I can't. I think the Miz wins, and I think Maurice helps him. You know, so Maurice either distracts Cesaro or cheats or something, and the Miz retains. I mean, the Miz is such a good heel. He's good with the title. It's good to have someone chasing him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Would I love to see Cesaro pick up the win and then Maurice start acting? You know, Maurice and the Miz just start acting like. You know, entitled to rematches and what? Like, I could see that working out very well. Mm-hmm. That's not the type. That's not a storyline that WWE tends to tell. They mm-hmm. tend to default to the face chasing the heels. Yeah. So I think the Miz likely retains. Yeah, I would love to be able to say that Cesaro wins and does the Intercontinental Title Open Challenge. Oh, love to see that. Where he just comes out and he just, you know, says, who wants some? Maybe it has an international flair since it's not the U.S. Open Challenge. And we see a whole bunch of things. And we, and we see fantastic matches. You know, I'd love to see that. I, but I, I don't. No. I think the Miz I don't think any title changes hands. 
sorry to spoil what I think is going to happen in the main event, but I don't think any title changes hands at this show. I think you're right. Unless the tag titles end up being for grabs. If that happens, then maybe. But I again, I have seen nothing to indicate no, that that's going to happen. I you saw know, that they, one tweet. That was it. So that's If they wanted to, you know, pull a surprise on us. But there's so many matches already on this card. I, I, I sincerely doubt that yeah, they're going to do that. Yeah. So, all right, let's move to, let's do Ambrose-Jericho. You know, this this match has been building since, I would argue, Night of Champions last year, which would make it a really slow build. Um, I've enjoyed it, you know. Um, okay. I enjoyed it, again, this week. I It feels like it was just there were too many weeks in between pay-per-views, which is sad because most of the time I'm saying they need less pay-per-views, not more. But it feels like they they just tried to stretch this story a little bit too much and it kind of fell flat. So, you know, the the walls of Jericho on the announce table was a nice touch, but I don't feel more excited about this match than I would have last week when Jericho just attacked Ambrose in the main event. That right. could have been it for me. Um, what do you think? Ambrose, Jericho. I guess I'm going to give it to Ambrose, but I, I don't know. Jericho's been winning as a heel recently, and if you want this thing to continue, I could see Jericho winning and Dean just doing his crazy thing and keeping coming after him because I'm crazy. I'm a crazy man, and you can't stop crazy or something. Mm -hmm. I think we can both safely say this match happens again at Extreme Rules. Yep. Absolutely. And that actually makes me question it, because I have already written down Ambrose on my prediction sheet, but... I really want to say Jericho wins because the way that they treat a- Ambrose. Yeah. I would think Jericho would win this. Well, and and it would make more sense for Ambrose to go over in some sort of gimmick match, which is probably exactly what I said heading into WrestleMania. It would make more sense for Ambrose to win against yeah. Brock Lesnar in a gimmick match. And we all know how. And I'm just I'm just out. trying to imagine why, you know, Jericho went over AJ Styles. They had a reason. I don't know what it is. They're building Jericho for some reason. The reason I would pick Ambrose is because Jericho lost to Styles. So now Ambrose beating No, no Jericho beat Styles. That's what did is that what I said? Did I say that backwards? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Jericho beat Styles. Or I heard it backwards, who knows. So if Ambrose beats Jericho just by the transitive property, then you know, Ambrose then has that, you know, there was that extra bit of cachet to Jericho that now Ambrose can feed off of. But because I expect this to be at least a two pay-per-view, possibly even three, kind of feud, I'm going to go ahead and change it to Jericho. And I'm going to say Jericho wins this one, and then Ambrose wins the next two. So Ambrose yeah. will win some sort of stipulation This is match. not great radio or great drama between us, but... Yeah, change it for me too, because... <laughs> I want Ambrose to win this. Well, and I, I look and at I get it caught up in that sometimes. I get caught up in that sometimes. I, you know, I say, well, I'd really like Cesaro to win a Cesaro Intercontinental Title Open Challenge, taking us through the summer. That do you want be... me to answer these not as productions, but as who I want to win? Because I can do that, and it would look probably pretty different. Well, yeah, because I would say, with the exception of possibly the crease match, where I doubt you care. 
Pretty he much. probably would want every other, you know, Enzo and Cass, Ryback, Cesaro, Natalia. Yep. Mm, I'd be okay with Charlotte keeping it. Yeah. But for the most part, you know. but And it's not necessarily great radio, but at the same time, I think this speaks to how this pay-per-view feels, is it feels like it's going to be a really good Raw. Some it's great so strange. We had some, we had some of the best Raws in recent memory the last three weeks. This week Raw was kind of lackluster, and now it's just I, we're now shining the spotlight on Payback, and it just looks like a lackluster mm-hmm. card. It's all going to be good matches, like you said, but where's the story? Where's the actual new? So, do you think if if Payback had been last Sunday, so if we had sat here last week and done predictions after that third really good Raw? Would we be having a different conversation? Maybe, but maybe we just would have... I'm just... I'm so confused. Those three weeks of Raw, they were so good, but... Mm-hmm. When I was watching them, did I not realize what matches they were building for this pay-per-view? Well, did they not do a good job of conveying what they were building towards or something? Because these let's, matches are kind of surprising to me, to some degree. Let's go through these matches. Kalisto and Ryback, rematch from WrestleMania, has nothing to do with the last three weeks. Yes. The Miz versus Cesaro. Okay, Cesaro came back at this point. But now he's been back for three weeks and he's doing the exact same thing he's feuding with The Miz. When you're watching three hours of wrestling, so now we've seen four Raws since Mania, which now makes 12 hours. We've now seen at least 12 hours of this. This is no longer a new storyline. It's Cesaro versus Miz. Ambrose Jericho. It's good. I'm excited for it. But we've seen it a lot. Charlotte versus Natalia. We saw it in NXT. We're seeing it again. You know, even the villains at Enzo and Cass. I love that we have <clears throat> guys who were in NXT six weeks ago who mm-hmm. are now part of WWE. But I'm not necessarily, you know, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of interaction between those talents. You yes. know, and I guess that's part of a tournament. It's not about the story. It's about the championship. You know, I, speaking of things we've seen before. Yes. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. That's the one outlier, though, because those two are so good that I don't think it matters. You know, their story is the one I'm most excited for. Um, I am more excited for the main event storyline-wise. Really? Okay. Because I think there's a lot of interesting pieces around there. If they execute even to 10% of the possibilities, I mm-hmm. could potentially be satisfied, but well, we can talk about that in a little bit. So Zayn and Owens, I'm you know, I didn't follow the story through Ring of Honor and all of that, but I loved the vignette they showed from Ross. Shows that they were best friends. They had that kind of almost brother relationship that I'm sure you and I can relate to. Um, I'm but, gonna power bomb you onto the apron. Good luck with that. <laughs> Are you saying that of the two of us, I would be Sami Zayn? You would have the personality of Kevin Owens, but of the two of us, you're built more like Sami Zayn. Which is not to say I'm built anything like Sami Zayn, because I'm not. I could potentially pull off a Kevin Owens Halloween costume if I really wanted to. I think you could potentially pull off a Rusev Halloween costume. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> I meant it in a positive way. 
I don't know how you would look in vinyl. Poor. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever... Almost as good as I look out of it. Hey, now. Um... That should have made me uncomfortable, but it didn't. What have you done Weird. to me? <laughs> what have I you don't done know. to what me, happened? Manson? I don't know. Um, we're, we're at the 44-minute mark, so it's time for a random divergence. Um, have you ever dressed as a wrestler for Halloween? Ooh, good question. I'm not sure. I don't think I ever have, which is odd, because it's been now going on 25 years. If I had to guess, I'm going to say no. Okay. If I did... It would have been probably like Ultimate Warrior or Macho Man Randy Savage, mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever did. Even in college, we never tried it. No, I know that was somebody, not really much for Halloween parties. In college. I don't know. No, that's true. I don't know if it was you, but somebody did try to convince me to shave the chin part of my goatee to try to get a Hogan mustache, and I, I wasn't going to do it. I think you should totally do it. Well, give me a couple of years for up top, and I'm going to have more than just the mustache going <laughs> in terms of how I look like Hogan. Um, if you had to dress up like a wrestler now for Halloween, if we were now? going to a neighborhood uh, Halloween party, who would you dress up as? Does it have to be a current wrestler? No, anybody. Because, I mean, I could think about, you know, wanting to uh, go the PAX or the Comic-Con route and dress up as something where nobody could tell that it was me inside of there. In which case, I would go for the Shockmaster or something like that. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> that would be very good. Uh, you know, I, I've, I, I do think I could pull off a Rusev. Kevin Owens might be a little trickier, but I don't have any of those sugar socks. But, <laughs> you know, I've also been like, hey, I could pull off a Bubba Ray. Pretty much any larger wrestler with a goatee, <laughs> I at some point think I could manage. At this point, I'm not sure if there's anybody I could manage. I mean, maybe Dean Ambrose, if I just threw out a leather jacket and some jeans? Yeah, but, maybe. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, any of those middle-sized middle guys, although I'm probably larger than I used to be, and then I had an, I'm probably larger than I see myself in my mind's eye, to be fair. I think we all are. I think we all are. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I could, you know, that, but, like, that's not really a costume. AJ Styles, I guess I could get some cool gloves, but, like, that's not really a costume. Um, No, I'm trying to think of, you know, who you could pull off there. I think you could pull, you know, you could pull off Macho Man if you wanted to. Get some, you know, get a jacket with some, you know, tassels and... Get the aviators. Yeah. You know, if you plan it now, you might be able to have enough scruff by October to maybe pull it off. Nope. <laughs> all right, but all facial hair is pretty much right out. You had facial hair a while ago, and it was terrible. Eh, it wasn't so bad. Thank you. If you wanted to, you could pull off deranged millionaire John Hodgman. <laughs> I could all see right. that. I could see that. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with wrestling, but, you know, it wouldn't no. be a bad Halloween costume. I'll give it to you. All right, so uh, getting back to Payback, since we're 47 minutes in and we're still not back done with this thing show. Um, Zayn versus Owens, I have to say Owens. I don't think Zayn beats Owens until it's for a title. Probably the I world agree. title. So I have, I, to, yeah. I have to believe that Owens wins. Um. 
Zayn has always been the underdog in that feud, mm-hmm. and I think they're still banking on people not being most people not being overly familiar with the things that happened in NXT. And so, yeah, I think they run. But that does that playbook. mean we're going to get another? You know, is he going? Is Owens going to beat Zayn so bad that the referees stop the match, like when Owens won the title? Are we going to see that again? Maybe not this time, but at Extreme Rules. Oh, yeah. God, you're right. Oh man, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're welcome. Maybe like Owens. Maybe Zayn wins by countout this time. You know, Owens won't ever pin. I mean, wait, Zayn won't ever pin Owens until it's for a title. But I could see Owens, you know, starting to lose and just walking out this Sunday and just being like, forget this, and walking out. Yeah. And then, you know, then we do, then we go to Extreme Rules, we get the gimmick match, and yeah, Owens beats Zayn until Zayn can't move. Ugh, I hate that you get, I hate that you get these. Cause it's, like, it's at least once a pay-per-view. You're like, well, this is going to happen. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is exactly what's going to happen. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I like to be surprised. That's my problem. Yeah, There's sometimes. not a lot of – I don't expect a lot of surprises. As evidenced here by we're seven matches in and you and I have not differed once. When I changed my mind, I brought you along with me. You sure did. Uh, all right. Tell me why you are interested in this main event storyline. I'm, I'm interested in the not. main event storyline because there are a lot of moving pieces that could potentially surprise. have an effect and surprise and give us something different and new. We could get some sort of new story with some new characters. Okay. Maybe. But like, so like I told you, I think last week, I think it was last week, we were talking about... How it was the perfect time for Samoa Joe to pick up the title from Finn Balor because it adds intrigue. It adds intrigue to this main event. Is Balor going to be involved with Bullet Club? I don't know. Is Bullet Club going to help AJ Styles or hurt him? I don't know. If they hurt him, are they going to be aligned with Balor? I don't know. Are they going to be aligned with Roman Reigns? I don't know. There's... A lot of possibilities. The one I didn't even mention was that Styles could win, but I think we can go ahead right now and say, nah, not happening. Zero percent chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so besides that, there's still a lot of ways for AJ to lose that could potentially be interesting. I think you're right. I mean, there is the potential for surprise, and I think in a very weird way, we've almost swapped places here because. You're preaching positivity a little bit about the potential for this storyline. And I'm here thinking to myself, Roman Reigns is going to win and stand tall at the end by himself. Yes, he is. And it's, but I'm, and I'm, it's going to be exactly that. I don't know, I don't know that Gallows and Anderson play a role at all. And for me, and for my money, we don't see Finn Balor. I don't think he shows up at all at this pay per view. I think it is. Solely, Roman Reigns beats AJ relatively clean. Maybe he does a dirty trick or so to do it, but he wins, he retains, and this was a very nice, you know, kind of tip of the cap to the Smark fans out there in the world. And then we're just going to move on with Roman Reigns as our champion. And I hate that I'm saying that. I think that. that's the only way forward. That's what they've been telegraphing for months. They're committed to Roman Reigns. But 
if that's the case, how are you excited about it? Because, you know, are, are you thinking maybe the Bullet Club attacks AJ Styles but doesn't align with Roman Reigns? That becomes its own side story? Yes. Okay. Potentially. All right. I could maybe see that. I mean, I know you've been preaching the possibility of the Roman Empire. I've kind of talked myself out of it. I think you should talk yourself out of it because it's one versus all, DC. Well, and that was it. It And sometimes the all needs help from the one, but the one and the all is in the one. Why does he talk? The hole in one (laughs) of all of the holes of charisma black holes. Now I'm uncomfortable. Charisma. Now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know, man. That did you watch that promo? or Did you happen to fast? No, forward I watched it because it. it was. I watched it because I was. Uh, that boy. was me starting to go. Okay, what's going to happen here? Are we going to see some dissension between the, the you know the Samoan Brotherhood? And oh, it was like sometimes the yeah it it is. I would really like him at this point. The only thing he should say is, "I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy." I don't want to hear that anymore either. Do you care at all so about what sort of? Do you care at all what? about what sort of jeans he wears? No. There's a lot of stuff on Twitter about you know Roman Reigns wearing nope. dad jeans, and I'm like, I don't know what dad don't jeans care. are, and I could care less what he wears. I bet you I wear dad jeans. I, I bet that too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they are either. But, but. I don't know, but I was going to ask for someone to explain it to me, and I realized I don't care. Yeah, I just don't, don't care. care. Um, let's let's at least pick on him for things that are accurate to his performance and portrayal on television. He's boring. He's a bad actor. He's not really leaning into his strengths. He's being forced down our throats, and that pretty much. And he's that far too. Caps it off. He's far too wet. Far too wet. You understand that this. Sunday. I even think, yeah, this Sunday will be one third of the way through 2016. Which means it's time to start thinking DDT Awards. Oh, I already started thinking. There's a thread on the forums at ddtpod.com. ddtpod.com. Sign up for a membership. Add your own thoughts. I'm going to be going through that thread and actually collecting suggestions for the 2016 DDT Awards. I think it's a good so, idea. By all means. All right, uh, we are officially completely in sync in, ser- in terms of the match results. So let's get to the one thing. I'm going to make one more prediction. Okay. This will be... Well, I was going to say this will be my worst um, success rate on a pay-per-view, but slowly because I'm agreeing with you on everything. <laughs> well, let's get to something that we probably will disagree with. What mm-hmm. will the results of Vince McMahon's decision, the chairman is coming to payback to essentially say who's in control of Raw. I will point that out. Everything I've seen says we're going to see who's in control of Raw, uh, Shane or Stephanie. What do you think the result of that will be? I have no idea. That's not how productions work. Okay, well you tell me. What do you think is going to happen? I th- Let me form an opinion I've, based off of what you say. I believe <laughs> um, Shane McMahon is going to retain control of Raw, and he is going to give control of SmackDown to Stephanie and Triple H, 
And while I don't know that we are going to see a brand split with a draft, we are going to see certainly some sort of division between Raw superstars and SmackDown superstars. There may be some crossover. I'm going to call it a soft brand split. Not official, but sides will be taken, you know, Shane and I Stephanie think you're will... going to see a brand split in that there will be different people in control of each of those shows, but I think all the talent just floats. Okay. So that's a really soft brand split. That's just... Yeah. I, the problem... That's just different general managers. That's all that well, is. Well, and the problem with that is you have... My worry with that is if you have two people with obviously two opposing viewpoints controlling two different shows... With all the same champions floating in between, Shane's going to do one thing on Raw, Stephanie's going to counter it on SmackDown, Shane's, you're just going to go back and forth, and I don't see that a lot of good storytelling coming from that. And again, I could no. be totally wrong, but... I don't think you're wrong, but... I, I don't know how that works... Unless they're going to say, unless, you know, Stephanie and Triple H are there kind of courting, you know, Apollo Crews becomes this high-profile free agent, and they're like, we want you to do all of your matches on SmackDown. We want you to have... But why would they... I don't know. It's been a long long day, sir. You all right over there? Absolutely. Yawning. Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't know if that storyline... I understand what you're saying about it not working with them just floating Mm -hmm. but I'm also not sure that we're in that same sort of brand split mindset where them choosing sides is really a pertinent thing to do right now you know they certainly have the talent so they could well and that's and that's kind of what I'm thinking is maybe we see them starting to you know essentially recruit guys to exclusive contracts where you know you see Stephanie talking to Apollo Crews and being like you know Triple H helped you in NXT we want you to sign this I don't want to see that you don't want to see exclusive contracts? I don't. I don't. I'm not going to watch SmackDown. I'm just not. So whoever's over there, I'm so just you not going to see. you don't think that doing this helps to make SmackDown more of a must-see product? I'm never going to regularly watch SmackDown as long as it is not a live show. Period. So if in three weeks... WWE announces that SmackDown is now going to be live every Thursday night. They're going to totally redo their schedule. I would, I would watch it every week. Okay, you know, I really would. Or even Friday night SmackDown. They go, they do Raw and then they go dark. No events Tuesday. No events Wednesday. No events Thursday. Talent actually gets to go home and rest. They do Friday night SmackDown. They do a weekend of house shows. They do Raw and that's it. Now they're working four days a week, not six. You would watch it every week? Absolutely. Okay. Well, good to know. If that show was live, I think I would watch it every week. I'm hoping. Because it's very easy to look at the SmackDown spoilers and go, meh. There are things I like about SmackDown. I like Mauro Ranallo a lot. Um, But, and I will, and when I do watch SmackDown, I'm mostly watching it because of him, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, as long as it's pre-taped, I I just don't have that excitement like I feel for Raw. Okay, I think I think you're totally right. I think that's a key, and I'm I'm hoping with having two general managers, whoever is the general manager of SmackDown, would do that. I hope that would be one of their first moves. So here's a question for you: That tweet, I think you retweeted the tweet about 
Vince McMahon choosing which of his children gets put in charge of Raw. Don't. What were you insinuating? What were you insinuating? It had nothing to do with Hornswoggle. That was Are not what. Sure? Yes. Yes. Because in, you know, the canon. Yes, Hornswoggle is a child. No, I'm saying that it's I was emphasizing the Raw part. This is like what oh. happened. This is what happened when we were building to WrestleMania. Yes. And it was Shane and Taker. They specifically said Raw. I wasn't sure how to read it. I wasn't sure whether or not no. you were no, that trying was not to the part emphasize of- the child or the Raw part. No. Yeah. Okay. The Raw part didn't make any sense to me. I was like, we already... Like, that's not news, DC. If you're, try- if you're trying to emphasize the Raw part, like, that was the story going to WrestleMania. I, I just find it telling that they're going to say it. I think they're prepping for a division of... I do think they're prepping for some sort of division of talent, and hopefully the live SmackDown comes along with that. Yeah. Well, because like you said, this roster is... I'd like to see This it. roster is stacked. It sure is. All right. Um, now, an interesting thing. We have mail from like two weeks ago that we didn't get to, I think, on last week's show because you did the Manson Family podcast. So when we recorded on Saturday, it was like a shorter bonus show. We have one email huh. from Nate, of course. So Thanks, Nate. We could go through you know, the emails from last week rapid fire and just try to answer some of the relevant questions. Um, we could talk NXT and the screaming Jamoke, as I <laughs> shall now call him. Whoever that, that was guy a was. Good show. A good, good show. I am disappointed because there was no better opportunity for Elias Sampson to actually hit someone with a guitar. Yeah. You're going up against Shinsuke Nakamura. Use a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Refuse to give up the guitar. Just chase him around. Uh yeah. NXT was alright this week. I, I'm gonna disagree with you because I know you thought Eva Marie had a good match with Asuka. I did. Um it was an okay match for Eva Marie, don't get me wrong, but she is not fluid. No. She clearly is a talent that is developing. Yes, and but I think the reason I thought it was a good match for her is I saw more development. You know, every time I see her, she's got some sort I of... I have trouble... I have trouble watching a match with somebody who looks in motion... Like you're the greenest person in the company in a match with your champion of that division. That is the one thing I will agree with you on is Asuka has torn apart this division so well there is absolutely no reason she should have had an even remotely competitive match with Eva Correct. Correct. Storyline wise it makes no sense. If that had been Bailey and Eva Marie it would have made more sense. At this point, yes. You know, Asuka, versus, Asuka should have, you know, feigned a kick towards Eva Marie's head, and Eva Marie should have passed out from fear. Correct. Or rolled out of the ring and taken a 10 count because she was going to hit her in the face. I thought that was what she was going to do, too. She rolled out she of the did. ring and she was out there for a real long she time. She did, she did. I think the ref must have restarted the count or something because she didn't get back in in time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that know what happened. It. But, well... It was... Yeah. But yeah, um, but I thought that match was decent. You know, she is developing. I I'll watch any match Nakamura is in. That was excellent. Yes. Um, you know, the revival had a good kind of 
comeback match. Obviously, they're not done with American Alpha, which makes sense because while the WWE tag division, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not saying this to be divisive. I'm also not saying this to deride you because I know you love the revival. But there was a moment when I looked at NXT. I, I glanced at the screen, and I thought one of the members of the Jamokes was one of the members of the revival. They are. No, I still don't know who they are. They are not a very flashy group, and my argument is that is by design. But I can see why why that may cause some problems. But Just the saying. point I'm making is, you know, the NXT tag division is pretty terrible right now. You've got American Alpha, you've got the revival, who's awesome. You've got the who's revival, who's good. good, and then we saw Blake and Murphy versus the Hype Bros. The Hype Bros were excellent in that match. Sarcasm? No, they were okay. But that's not excellent. No, not excellent, but they were okay. Okay. I skipped it. They were better than Blake and Murphy. Well, come on. Hmm. The Screaming Jamoke was better than Blake and Murphy. Were there any other matches on that show? Um, uh, Carmella versus somebody. I skipped that yeah. one. That was not so good. And um, I think that might have been it. All right. Um, so here's a question for you. Sure. Because uh, I know you probably have better things that you'd rather be doing, but I'm going to take you off in a, a side here for a second. I was just curious if you saw some movie trailers this past week. Lay them on me. Let me see. I saw some movies I, this weekend. What'd you see? I saw The Huntsman. What's that? Uh, did you see... Uh, there was a movie a couple of years Wait ago. Wait a minute. Is that Kristen Stewart thing? That was the original movie. And this is the this sequel is to the that. This is the prequel movie. sequel, yeah. which, which I point out because this is the first movie that I can remember where they started with a prequel, then did a fade to black, essentially said, then that other movie happened, and then came back seven years later and told the sequel. So it was literally um, parts one and three of the trilogy at the same time. Why did you go see this movie? Because I enjoy going to the movies. Mrs. Matthews enjoys going to the movies. It looked entertaining enough, and I decided to ignore the fact that Rotten Tomatoes had it at 18%, and I wanted to go see a movie on our April vacation, so we went and saw a movie. And then I went did and saw... Did you like it? It was decent enough. Uh, there were more plot holes than Swiss uh-huh. cheese, but, you know, it was decent enough. Um, okay. Help me out here. Uh, all of the, the Shaun of the Dead Simon Pegg movies. There's Simon Pegg, and then there's his best friend, and I don't know the best Nick friend's Frost. name. Nick Frost. He was in it. He was good. Uh, I'm sure he was. Um, you know, Thor was in it, and um, some other people. <laughs> from other movies I've seen. Chris Helmsworth? Yes. Uh, so it was decent enough, and then I saw Batman vs. Superman finally. And how was that? Better than most people are saying, but still, when you compare it to a Marvel movie, not very good. Would you say that the description overwrought garbage applies? It was certainly overwrought. I don't know that I could say it was garbage. Got it. Now, granted, right. I'm not that, super that familiar. You know, of the comics I've read, probably 90% of them have been Marvel. So I'm not, like, super thick. But I liked, I thought, I'll go out and say it. 
I thought you're not one of the super friends. I thought Ben Affleck did an excellent job as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, I liked Wonder Woman. I liked the little hints to the other Justice League members. I thought they were good. Um, Jesse Eisenberg did a great job playing a crazy guy who in no way was Lex Luthor, but he did a good job playing kind of like <laughs> if the Joker was a billionaire. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I, I'm not wild about you Superman. You selling me. I'm not wild about Superman in general. Okay. Nope. But it was decent. I would, you know, it, when it comes out, if you can rent it on Amazon or whatever, Redbox, or I would recommend just, you're not going to watch it? I don't think okay. so. Okay. It wasn't bad. I have no interest in it. I have no interest so what, in Suicide Squad. what trailers are you talking about? Well, the first one, I don't know, I don't really know that you would have watched either of these, but I know that they're at least tangentially related to things that you like. Sure. And I watched them. Uh, so one of them was the new trailer for... I think it's the second trailer, technically, for the Warcraft movie. I did. It actually played before Batman vs. Superman. Hmm. What do you think about that? Well, as someone who, alongside you, Loki Ron, um, played about... Yes, Thunderbeast. <laughs> played about... Do you want to even take a guess as to how many hours we put into that game? 200 days worth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was one day I will remember because Mrs. Matthews was out. We played, or yeah, sure, Mrs. Matthews was out. Um, I'm pretty sure we played for about 14 consecutive hours. I believe that's true. <laughs> I remember doing something where we, you know, we were like riding on whatever the mount was, the eagle or something. The eagle was taking us from one place to the other, and I remember getting up and being like, "Oh, it's dark out." <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, I'm intrigued by it. Doesn't it just look terrible, though? Yes, but I'm intrigued by some of those movies. I enjoy movies that are, in general, bad. Obviously, you do, too, be movie geek. Um, I like a certain level of badness to my movies, but that movie just looks Are you saying you won't bad. go see it? I don't think I will. Okay. It looks that bad. I would need to watch them again to try to get some semblance of what the storyline is, because all of a sudden there's one arc fighting other orcs, and I don't know why, and now there's a female and like orc the and a human. Male, the male orcs are all CGI, but for some reason the female orc is a live-action person in makeup for no reason I that it. I can discern. I don't get it. Like, that's, that's the kind of things that really bothered me about what I was seeing there. Yeah. Um... No consistency in the special effects. The special effects look terrible. I don't get it. It seems like it was like, hey, let's do a Warcraft movie. You know, this this idea probably came to fruition when WoW was, you know, popular. And it took them so long to do it. By that point, they were like, we put enough money in it. We have to at least try it. But, yeah. you know, I, the I don't know the specific figures, but the number of people still playing World of Warcraft has to be... 20% of what it was at its peak, maybe even less. I think it peaked around 13 million. Last numbers I heard, like I 1. think it's in the neighborhood. No, 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 no. I think they're still... Last time I heard, they were still like at 5 million, maybe. Oh, wow. Maybe. That's still less than 50%. Uh, yeah. Well, I think they went back up to like to 7 million the last expansion pack, but it's probably dropped Because you could be a panda bear. And I, I could be well, well off on that I thought it was. I thought well, it was but, really bad, but I could be wrong. You follow this more than yeah. I do. What was the other trailer? 
Uh, the other trailer was for The Magnificent Seven. I did see that as well. I think that also played before Batman vs. Superman. Oh, all right. I liked it. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in on that. I like The Magnificent Seven. Uh, I like that story. Uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Chris, um, what, Pratt? Is that Yeah. Him? Yeah. He's good. It's strange that he's not the main character because that preview sure treated him like the main character as soon as they introduced mm-hmm. him. It was all him the rest of the trailer. Yeah. So <laughs> I I don't know. Did they make this film before he got popular and it sat on a shelf somewhere? Or, or, or you know, they were making this film, then Jurassic World hit, and they were like, oh, this guy's a big deal. Mm. You know, because he did Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy. He did Guardians, and Guardians was big, but that was, you know... Now, granted, Magnificent Seven's probably a niche market in and of itself, but... You know, Guardians is a superhero movie. Then they did Jurassic World, which was a big blockbuster, you know, kind of thing. Absolutely. So I, that, it does definitely look like that. They were like, okay, let's tweak the preview because it's all about Chris Pratt right now. Um, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. This is probably going to be sacrilege to some people. Okay. But if they want to go ahead and make more Indiana Jones movies, if they want to do that, and if. To do so, they had to recast Jones. I would accept Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones. I will not disagree. I would accept it. Speaking of trailers, the other one I saw, and I really think I'm going to have to go see this movie, is I saw a trailer for the new Ninja Turtles movie. Seamus looks fantastic. As someone who, like, because it was just literally, I'm like, this is my childhood. Like my child, they finally put the cartoon on cellular. They're going to put cr- they're before. going to put Krang in this movie. Uh-huh. I have to go see Krang I, and Rocksteady and you know, Bebop, and I'm just like, oh my god, I have to go see this movie. I will probably, if no one else will go with you, I will go with. Let you. me go right out and say, because <laughs> I already asked Mrs. Matthews. You're in there, kid. <laughs> All right. I didn't see the first one. Neither first did Michael I, Bay and I think it. that's probably and I don't for think the best. I'm going to. Oh, and Casey Jones. That was the other one. I was like Casey Jones. Yes. Although Casey was in the original uh, trilogy of films. Yes, but, but it was still not really still. Mm. All right. Uh, do you want to get to the emails? Do you want to skip the emails? We've got time, I suppose. Hi, guys. It's me. It's me. It's the D-D-T bestie. Back with more questions. What about the U.S. title do you think is making it so stale? Callisto. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that. A lack of... I. A lack of attention? A lack of attention. Uh, my thing has been WWE has, seems like... And again, this is all just in my head. I would imagine they would want to push the Intercontinental title more because it's a homegrown product as opposed to the U.S. title, which was a WCW title. Um, that didn't happen with the John Cena U.S. Open Challenge. But, you know, it just seems like Kalisto won and they were like, we don't know. We don't have a good... Again, it comes back to they don't have great heels. WWE right now doesn't have great heels. And so they're like, all right, I guess we'll put them up with Ryback, big guy, little guy. And I'm sorry, Kalisto can't carry a feud like that. And while you love Ryback, I don't think he can either. He's great. So it's fallen by the wayside. Yeah. 
has Apollo Crews already gotten lost in the shuffle? Yes. Considering he's the only call-up without a match. At payback, I'm assuming. But yes. Yeah. Uh, he is the stand-in for Neville. So He's the stand-in Neville, for Neville slash Titus O'Neil. Neville was lost in the shuffle, right? Yes. Neville himself was lost in the shuffle. So their replacement for him, yes, is also lost in the shuffle. Well, and- but actually, that's what they've done with him since he debuted. Even on NXT, he debuted big, but then he was... Really? Then he lost, lost to Baron Corbin. In the shuffle. He lost to Baron Corbin. Yeah. I don't know. So it's the same sort of thing. It's always been and, that way with and him thanks for some reason. to the good people at ProFightDB.com, let me share with you his WWE matches so far. Here are his opponents. Tyler Breeze, Curtis Axel, Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Stardust, and Stardust. Of course he's lost in the shuffle. Of course he is. <sighs> if, and a big if, at that, AJ does win the title. Come on, Nate. Could you, do you proof these things before you send them? Come Where on. are the commas? <laughs> I don't know. If AJ does win the title, and that's a big if, how long does he hold A it? million fantasy booking years, and that's the end. <laughs> yeah, he d- I disagree with your proposal. <laughs> he does not win the title. Period. Uh, question for you. Yeah. When next we talk, it will be May. We need a new bestie right. of the month. We do. Don't we have to go with main event swerve? Because he is, as far as I can tell, the only person who's written us an iTunes review. Hmm. Wasn't that, that seems- wasn't that the challenge? I think that might be the deal. Do we have any other iTunes reviews? I honestly don't know how to check. <laughs> um, if you, if you want to walk know. me through that. <laughs> no, no, no. I can look it up, but I, I just I have to look it up. and I res- Oh, I don't have it installed. It's um, fine. You, we can talk about it next time. But I th- Yeah, let's talk about it right next time. I think he time. wins. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're our new bestie! Congratulations, or, or, main event swerve. Obviously, right. we're thrilled to have you. <laughs> well, you know, he didn't know which one of us was which in that review. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right, there. I still All right, there, Swain event Merv. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, preach some positivity at me there, sir. What's going good in the world of wrestling? We did not have the the uber positive podcast that we've been doing the last few weeks, which is a shame because it's our 30th podcast. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm still somewhat excited about the intrigue around the main event at Payback, but it's not where it was a week ago, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. There... I mean, if I guess if I have to pick something, I'm well. I don't even know if that's true. Well, I'm I'm thankful for Oscar, even if she wasn't a match with Eva Marie. She is real good, and I'll give it to you. Eva Marie had, by what by all accounts, would be an okay mm-hmm. match. Probably her best match. If to you date. replaced Oscar with Bailey or with Carmella or something, we'd be talking much more highly. 
about Eva Maria's probably. Um, I'll probably. go ahead and say I. I'm very excited for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I'm excited because their storyline in NXT was halted by injury. Um, you know, the two of them obviously have some fantastic chemistry. It is going to be an excellent match. It's probably going to... I'm No, not even probably. It will steal the show on Sunday. I'm excited for that. We're going to see what a match that everyone's been hoping for for a long time. Here's a question for you. Sure. How many matches do Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have on the main roster before Sami Zayn is injured again? Three. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I well, and it depends on this this feud. I'll say. Th- do you think Kevin Owens will injure Sami Zayn again? No. Really? Yes. I think. Okay. Kevin Owens will be slightly more careful with Sami Zayn because you get injured in your first match throwing your arm in the air for the crowd. That sets you on a specific path where if you get injured a couple more times, you start wrestling Baron Corbin because you have too many concussions for us to do anything of value with you. So you're like our first... You're our... You know, first line of defense as a good guy, Dolph Ziggler type. I would imagine Kevin Owens would not like that for his legitimate best friend, so I'm going to go ahead and say that he'll take a little bit better care of him this time. But I wouldn't be surprised. So do you think we could still have a match of the night if he's not going all out? Yes. If you go back through and I'm not willing... I think I agree with you. I just thought... Yeah, if you go back through and I'm not willing to do it, but if you go back through the last WWE pay-per-views and NXT events and you write down who was in the best matches of the night, those two names are going to show up quite a bit. No and doubt. now they're finally in WWE. They finally are getting the chance to face each other. They're going to they're gonna pull out most of the stops that aren't potentially life-threatening. But I wouldn't be surprised if Zayn is injured by Money in the Bank. And I'm sorry that I'm ending this podcast on that note, but it's true. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic match Sunday, and that's what I'm focusing on. It's going to be a fantastic match. All right there, ladies and gentlemen. We are DDT Wrestling, my esteemed colleague, and my number one fan, because he wants to put my songs on iTunes. Or, no, YouTube, not iTunes. Not iTunes. Not iTunes. Maybe the first one, <laughs> not this one. Uh, nope. I, I'm telling you, homework assignment. Go listen to the actual song, Andy, Bla- Andy Black, We Don't Have to Dance. Then go listen to that one again. You'll you'll appreciate it You a might want to suggest on your Twitter I've done it before. that people listen to that before they listen to this I will pod. I will do that and then pin it to my Twitter page so people have an easier time. Because I've posted the song three or four times over the last week in the hopes that someone will listen to it and appreciate my own weird way of genius. But I don't know if that got across. It got lost in the sands of Twitter. I don't think I ever saw you. It got lost it in the sands of Twitter. All right. Fair enough. My esteemed colleague, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. We will see you around the neighborhood.